Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, we look at Caiaphas, another person in the Passion account of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we look at Jesus through Caiaphas, the question for us to consider today is, who is Jesus? Looking through Caiaphas's eyes, who is Jesus? And I'll just tell you right from the start, right here in the beginning, that to Caiaphas, Jesus is a threat. He's not God. He's not the Christ. He's not someone who is there for him. Jesus is just someone against Caiaphas, a threat. But before we can understand why I make that claim right from the start, we need to actually understand who Caiaphas is. Arguably, some of us have no clue who he is. Because for many of us, we know that he was brought forward to him, but then we pay so much attention to Pilate. Pilate, the well-famed account of scripture where they brought Jesus forward and he's right there with all the people and they're shouting to put him, sentence him to death and Pilate washes his hands saying, I find no guilt in him. And that painful cry that we so much remember as the people shout out before Pilate, crucify him, crucify him. We pay so much attention to those other details and those other accounts that some of us even forget this incredibly important account of Jesus here before Caiaphas. So who is he? He's the high priest, which right there again is another term we have to define because in our world today, that's not readily understood. It's not really common knowledge. You see, then it was normal. It was understood. It was part of the culture and religion. But for many in our world today, they wonder, what's a high priest? Someone just maybe hears the word priest in there, so they start thinking of a pastor or a preacher somewhere. Or maybe even they start thinking of the Roman Catholic Church. But that's not necessarily what Caiaphas was. He was the high priest, and the high priest at that time was the leader of what's called the Sanhedrin, which is the body of religious leaders in Jerusalem who shared power under Roman rule. Now, depending on which sources you read, the, the number of people in that Sanhedrin varies, especially depending on which time exactly in the New Testament you're looking. But the one thing that is agreed upon on what the Sanhedrin is, is that it was a body of leaders with political, religious, and cultural influence. Now, remember, despite the fact that in our world today, we, our world tries so hard to separate religion and politics, it wasn't so much the case back then. And so to put it in simple terms, Caiaphas was the religious leader of the people with political influence. And it's, it's important for us to note that he was the leader in this position for 29 years, which is significant because that was considered a rather long time during that time period. It's a long time for someone to remain the high priest. So therefore, scholars suggest that this length of a term says that Caiaphas was able to maintain diplomatic and political status quo between Israel and Rome. In a time when the balance between the religious and the political was crucial, it seems that Caiaphas was able to do just that, to maintain that status quo. But word was getting around about Jesus at that time. It's this Jesus who was this man who didn't obey the Sabbath, one of the core Jewish laws. Plus, this man, Jesus, he was off in the country doing miracles, healing people, doing things that people couldn't explain. 
And all of that was causing people to lift Jesus up, to exalt him. There were some who wanted to make Jesus king, others who thought that Jesus was God, others who even claimed that he might be the Christ. So Jesus, he was a threat to what Caiaphas had. Caiaphas's authority as that religious leader of the Jews was at risk. His political reputation was at stake. So to put it simply, the status quo, as Caiaphas knew it, could be jeopardized. And so Jesus was brought before Caiaphas, this religious and political leader. And Caiaphas already had his mind made up on who this man was. He already saw Jesus as a threat. That's who Jesus was to him. But he didn't have proof. He didn't have proof that Jesus had violated any laws. See, every other revolutionary at that time whom it would have come before Caiaphas, having disobeyed the laws, there would have been proof right there before him. Could have been easy to punish those people. Just bring that man forward, say the charges before him, you have the proof, and there it's done with. But not Jesus. Because Caiaphas saw Jesus as a threat, but there was no founding for that threat. Jesus wasn't trying to take over his, his reign or his throne. He wasn't trying to do things that he'd been accused of. And so in a very striking manner, Caiaphas wants Jesus to answer for himself. He says to Jesus, have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the son of God. He wants Jesus to tell him, yeah, that's who I am. Because he needs Jesus to prove it for him, to admit it, to give him the evidence that he needs because he doesn't truly understand who Jesus is. But what's even more ironic about this account is that Caiaphas is getting, trying to get Jesus to, to share who he is. And in that effort to do so, Caiaphas himself says who Jesus truly is. Again, the Caiaphas said, tell us if you're the Christ, the Son of God. Now, as Caiaphas says those words, he doesn't really understand fully what he's saying. He does, is, these are not words of a confession, but technically the words do come out of his mouth of saying who Jesus is. And Jesus' response, he says, you've said it. You've said the truth. You right here and now, you said who I am. But then Jesus goes on even more strongly, even more boldly to say who he is. He said, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Jesus says that he is the Son of God who will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And it doesn't matter what punishment might come. As a result of admitting who he truly is, it doesn't matter what punishment is about to come. Jesus never hides who he is. Now sure, as you look through the different gospel accounts, you can see that Jesus told people to go, say, don't tell them who I am. Don't share what I've done. But those weren't efforts of Jesus to hide who he was. Those were simply his efforts to have people wait for the right time. And just the same in this account, Jesus was not afraid or reluctant to share who he is. Even as we hear in this account today, at times he listened silently, not yelling or arguing with those who spoke falsely about his true identity. 
He unfairly took the sentence to death that he didn't deserve. And he patiently endured the strikes, the slaps, and the mocking. And he just kept on going. Because he kept on going to that one place, that one moment when he would truly show the world who he is. That there on that cross, he would show he is who he is. And especially that Easter morning when that tomb was empty, he would show who he is. He showed Caiaphas that he wasn't just some difficult revolutionary trying to threaten his status quo. He wasn't just some guy who came into the world to make things difficult for Caiaphas, to change the laws, to expose people's flaws. He was truly coming to this world to show that he is the son of God. He's the Christ. And his resurrection shows that he is the Christ. He is the one who was promised He's the one that God had said so long ago would come for the world. And he's the one who showed that that promise is fulfilled. He's the Christ who is fully man and fully God, who is one with the Father and the, and the Holy Spirit. And that he will sit at the right hand of God. Jesus never denied who he was. But some people just didn't see it. And as we look at it today, Caiaphas was one of those. He didn't see who Jesus truly was. Which calls us to question in our own hearts today. Who is Jesus? Who do we see Jesus to be? Who is Jesus for me? In this world that we live in, there are so many different answers to that question. As I've said, maybe even from the pulpit, but definitely in Bible studies before, you can go on YouTube and type in who is Jesus and you'll find many different street polls or surveys of people asking that very question. In downtown metropolitan cities and people give all sorts of answers, sometimes too numerous to count. But consider our situation today, situation our world, our country is in. With all the upheaval, the concern, and the fear, who's Jesus? Is Jesus someone who is just now beginning to intervene? Only showing up in the bad times in our lives? Or is Jesus someone that won't be able to really help during this difficult time because Jesus is just some guy who goes around exposing the sins and flaws of people? Or is Jesus truly and always the Christ, the son of the living God, the Christ who is here and present the one not only bringing you God's word, but who is God's word himself. The one who intercedes for you every single day, especially at times like this. Taking those concerns and those fears and those worries directly to the Father in heaven. And he is the king who is ruling over us. Yes, who is still ruling even amidst the chaos or confusion or trouble of this world. He's fully in control. And he is the Christ who rose from the dead. And it's his resurrection that we continue to prepare for this Lenten season. Because it's his resurrection that shows us who he is. He's your God who's willing to die for you. He's your God who is full of love, sacrificial love for you. He's your God who is able and has defeated sin, death, and the devil. Literally having power over everything. And he's your God who not only raised himself from the dead, but will also raise you too to the eternal reunion with all the saints together. That's who Jesus is. And today, 
especially amidst all the cancellations, the shutdowns, the isolation, the fear, we need to remember who Jesus is. And we need, as Christians, to speak that truth to others, to share for others too who Jesus truly is, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.